Welcome to Leadership Moments. In every great leader's life, there are pivotal moments that shape their character, test their resilience, and awaken their vision. Together, we'll uncover the invaluable lessons hidden within these transformative moments. Hi, I'm your host today, Stacey Castor, and today we are going to talk about emotional intelligence. The term emotional intelligence was conceptualized in 1990 by Peter Salavi and Jack Mayer. They hypothesize that there may be abilities and emotions just as there are with words, numbers, and shapes, and that these abilities may be important because they could be developed and underpin many important areas of life, such as success at work and the quality of relationships. Since that time, there has been an explosion of interest where a ton of research and many books have been written around emotional intelligence. To give you an idea, I did a quick search on emotional intelligence books, and I found articles that listed the best 23 books. Another one said the best 19 books. You know, if experts are having a hard time narrowing it down to at least a top 10 list, I think that is a glaring indicator of how many books there are out there on this topic. It's really amazing when you think about it and tells you the importance behind it. So what is emotional intelligence? Emotional intelligence involves a set of skills that help us perceive, understand, and express reason with and manage emotions, both within ourselves and with others. We can apply these skills to help us become more conscious of our own and others' feelings and more conscious of the influence emotions have on our decisions, our behavior, and our performance. You know, this helps us minimize the unproductive influence emotions can have and maximize the productive qualities when we do manage those well. I am certified in emotional intelligence by Genos International, and today I'm going to go over the six leadership competencies that Genos has defined to help a leader in a productive state. So Genos emotional intelligence has six competencies for a leader. That includes self-awareness, awareness of others, authenticity, emotional reasoning, self-management, and inspiring performance. Let's talk about self-awareness first. So self-awareness is about being aware of the way you feel and the impact your feelings have on decisions, behaviors, and performance. People are emotionally self-aware, are conscious of their role, the feelings are playing on themselves, and are better equipped to manage this influence effectively. When we are emotionally self-aware, we are present with how feelings are playing in our decisions and our behavior and our performance. When we are not, we are often disconnected from this influence. You know, as a leader, you must be honest with yourself when you can and cannot objectively evaluate events and your response to them. You know, we often say as leaders that they bring the weather. To be able to bring the sunshine, you must be self-aware. For example, let's say you work really hard to get a proposal through for some extra budget. You put your heart and soul into this proposal, and deep down, you know it is best for the company. You also know how important it is to your team, and they are relying on you. 
you give it your all. And when you presented it to your senior leadership or the board, it's denied. So you have a few choices when that happens. You can use your anger to push back, to try to get it approved. You can show you're upset with your team, thinking that they'll have empathy so they know how much it meant to you too. But the reality is, neither of those will bring you good results. And you will be negatively viewed by others with those types of responses. Now, with self-awareness, you can pause and leverage that emotion to show your passion for the company and that this should be approved. So do you see the difference? You, you get a broader view by looking at that. Take a step back and use your emotion in a healthy, positive direction. All right, let's go into the next one. That's awareness of others. So awareness of others is about perceiving, understanding, and acknowledging the way others feel, even if we don't understand it ourselves. This skill will help us identify the things that ensure others feel valued, listened to, cared for, and understood. It helps us demonstrate empathy, anticipate responses or reactions, and adjust behavior so that it fits well with others. It's not always about ourselves. When we demonstrate this skill effectively, we come across as being empathetic. People who do not demonstrate this skill, they can come across as insensitive to the way that others feel. So this is where you as a leader adjust your style to the person or situation. For example, if you have tough news to deliver, some people will be receptive to just the facts and the data and come to their own conclusion, while others need a softer, more caring approach where you may deliver it in a story format, perhaps. The most powerful piece is just knowing when to pause, to listen, and or let others process is being aware. It's very powerful. A leader that demonstrates this doesn't deliver tough news and then end the meeting. They first self-check their tone, their body language, and their demeanor. And then while they're delivering the message, they're watching the body language of others to adjust in the moment. And when they pause multiple times, then they give people space to think and ask questions. You can't just deliver fast and move on. People need that process time and you need to recognize when they need it. All right, let's go on to the third, authenticity. So authenticity is about openly and effectively expressing yourself honoring commitments, and then encouraging this behavior in others. It involves appropriately expressing specific feelings at work, such as happiness or even frustration, providing feedback to others about the way you feel, and expressing emotions at the right time to the right people. If you ever feel like you've referenced a leader as genuine, it is because they demonstrate authenticity in this competency. On the other hand, if you've ever referenced a leader that is untrustworthy, that is most likely someone that rarely demonstrates the skill. So I often advise leaders, be your authentic self. And you may ask, well, what does that mean? Well, think of a leader you admire. 
Now picture them doing whatever you admire most about them. It may be a speech. It may be the way that they talk and connect with other team members, whatever it is, picture that in your mind on how they do it so well and how you admire them. Now, take that same scenario and picture yourself handling it exactly the same way as that leader you admire. Now, the reality is you probably can't picture it because you are not that person And that person is not you. You both have different feelings and views and experiences. Therefore, you are different people. You need to express who you are in your own way, as they do too. So you can also become a leader that others admire, but you have to do it in your own way. You can take nuggets from those leaders that you admire, but then put it in your own words. Authenticity. Okay, let's go on to the next one, emotional reasoning. So emotional reasoning is the skill of using emotional information from yourself and others and combining it with other facts and information when decision-making, all right? So you got facts and emotions coming together. Now, we can all agree that feelings and emotions contain important information. For example, the level of commitment that people demonstrate when whether something's going to be supported or not when a decision is made. Now, when this type of information, you know, is combined with facts and technical information, people make expansive, creative, and well-thought-out decisions. Conversely, though, people who do not use emotional information with the facts They tend to be limited in their decision-making. For example, let's say you are changing a process. You're excited because you know that these changes are going to help the team members be more efficient. It adds automation. It removes steps. Like, how can you not be excited about this? Everyone should be excited about this. Now, you need to realize that your emotions for this may not be the same for everyone. You were part of the change that made the decisions. And if you did not consult others along the way, you missed out on an opportunity. You missed out on an opportunity of getting the buy-in of others, getting their ideas with the decision that was made. Now, if you were truly unable to do this along the way, because sometimes we can't do that, then ask yourself, How can you get their input during and after implementation so they feel part of the solution? You must consider the emotions and the team members that are part of the change and act with both facts and the emotions in mind. All right, we're going to go on to the next one, self-management. Self-management is about managing your own mood and emotion, time and behavior, and continuously improving yourself. We all know the workplace is one of high demands and pressure, and this can create negative emotions and outcomes. A leader's mood can be very infectious and can therefore be a powerful force in the workplace, productively or unproductively. 
As a leader, this competency is particularly important. I cannot stress enough. As I said earlier, leaders bring the weather. So leaders high in this skill are often described as resilient. They demonstrate a positive and energizing demeanor to maintain control of their emotions so that they can be productive and move forward through adverse situations. Leaders that struggle with this skill may be referred to as temperamental. You may be always walking on eggshells, not sure how they're going to handle a situation, um, or they bring others down as they're going through it, or they publicly go through the emotional cycle that you see them. I think you can all think of resilient and temperamental leaders that you know. So consider the actions that each of them take on why you're labeling them that way, and then it'll be really clear on what this competency describes. All right, we're on our last one of the six competencies. This is inspiring performance. Inspiring performance is about facilitating high performance in others through problem solving, promoting, recognizing, and supporting others' work. You could argue that an individual's performance can be managed with key performance indicators alone. You're going to look at the metrics and whether they make it or break it. However, research has shown that this fails to drive discretionary effort and high performance. If you're going to measure people on metrics alone, that will drive a behavior in itself. Now, we often reference this as a leader that inspires and empowers others. It is helping team members understand their purpose and contribution to the organization and actively facilitating team member development and career advancement. You as a leader need to be active in doing this. This is simply engaging and caring for others, actively giving feedback, actively building and monitoring development plans for your team, and speaking up for what is right versus who is right. In addition, it is painting the vision for team members on the impact each one of them can bring. All right, so that's the six competencies. We talk about self-awareness, which is the aware leader. Awareness of others, the empathetic leader. Authenticity, the genuine leader. Emotional reasoning, the expansive thinking leader, self-management, the resilient leader, inspiring performance, the empowering leader. Now, understanding these competencies is just the start of a leader's journey to become more productive and consistently demonstrate emotional intelligence. Now, if you're interested in learning more and how you are demonstrating these yourself, please reach out to me at stacycaster underscore on Instagram, and we can review assessment options for you and or other leaders on your team. I hope you enjoyed today's session. I hope that you find this very valuable and continue your journey in emotional intelligence, and you will become a better leader. Thank you. And that concludes another episode of Leadership Moments. We hope you found inspiration and valuable insights in what we shared today. Remember, leadership is not defined solely by titles or positions, but by the choices we make and the moments that shape us. Embrace the challenges that come your way. They may be the very moments that propel you toward greatness. 
We'd love to hear your thoughts and stories as well. Connect with us on our website at leadershipmomentspodcast.com or through social media on Instagram at tap underscore be the game changer. And Stacey Castor underscore. Remember, your leadership moment could be just around the corner waiting for you to seize it. This is Stacey Castor, and what doesn't challenge you won't change you. This is Tracy Ann Palmer, and be the change you wish to see in the world.